hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello everyone and welcome to the penultimate episode of this season of the Riverdale Register. Oh my god. He did something different. What's gonna what's uh, gonna happen? So great. Anything could happen. Uh, my name is Caitlin. And my name isn't. And that is that. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Choose. Uh, my name is John. <laughs> and uh, welcome to the Riverdale Register. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Caitlin, what are we? What are we? What are we doing here? What are we, I what's honestly going on? don't know. I also forgot to look up the title of the episode, which is the Something Daily Harvest. You know what? You can. <laughs> Not. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna read a review. Okay, well while I you talk about that. that one. Sounds good. Uh, we got a five star review from Marissa Five that says, "Funny, interesting, informative. If there's one thing I enjoy more than Riverdale, it's this podcast." Oh my god, that's so nice. Caitlin and John do a great job of recapping what we've seen and bring new ideas to the table. If you're a fan of the show, I ten out of ten recommend listening to this podcast. It's actually a five out of five platform, but thank you so so much. <laughs> Sorry, that sounded like petty or something. It wasn't intended. I, was I, mean, just I guess saying, it's a one out of one, really, if you one. if you want to bring it all the way down. It's a one out of one, but that's still good. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. much. You're the best. We appreciate you, and we love you, and thank you for listening to our crazy, crazy podcast. Anyway, so apparently this has nothing to do with the smoothie delivery service. <laughs> that is now the reason that I have 16 undrank smoothies in my freezer. <laughs> the Daily Harvest. Um, so this one is called The Dark Secret of Harvest Home. It's a 1978 American television thriller miniseries produced by Universal Television and directed by Leo Penn. Just so you guys know, I'm always reading this from the Wikipedia page. Um, what is it about? That is a good question. What's it about? It does not say. <laughs> However, it is based on Harvest Home, a novel by Thomas Tryon. Now we're going on a different Wikipedia page to learn more about it. Uh, apparently, genuinely, the, the most exciting thing that happens on this podcast is you going down a Wikipedia rabbit hole to try to find the truth. Well, Betty Davis starred in *The Dark Secret of Harvest Home*, just so everybody knows. Oh, as I've heard did of her. David Ackroyd. The miniseries was generally quite faithful to the plot of the book, which I still have not figured out. That movie slash book is also kind of about a cult, but that cult is like about like having a good harvest and stuff. <laughs> and this is about harvesting organs. <laughs> just, just having a good harvest. <laughs> That right. cult was specifically about farming, though? Farming. Not organs. Farming with corn and stuff. They uh, don't use, like, normal architect, uh, agricultural modern methods, so so they basically they pray to things, and there's a corn maiden. It's a whole cool. thing. Yeah. You guys should really just look at the Wikipedia page if you want to know that bad. <laughs> I'm well, that doesn't sound that dangerous as far as cults go. No, they murder people. People die. There it people is. live. Oh, great. Betty Davis is in it. Oh. I learned and told you as much as I think that everybody <laughs> needs to know about the whole thing. We know what this what this title is really about, though. Harvesting organs? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the harvest house in this case is the farm, and the dark secret is that it's an organ farm, something that I cannot believe neither of us guessed. I honestly, I, I, we have to go back through the podcast, though, and figure out if we've never even joked about it. I don't think we got close to that. I, it really pisses me off that... That's the thing. I mean, I they never alluded happen. to surgery until this episode. That is And then the first true. time they mentioned it, it was like, oh, organ harvesting. Right, exactly. I mean, if there was anybody with, like, scars and stuff by their right. kidneys, I think we There's would There's a very good reason it. none of this stuff was introduced before. 
Because it wasn't thought of before. Possibly. Maybe, 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 yeah. yeah. But honestly, and maybe, a+. maybe when we were joking about it's like you can't put a farm in here when they're the farm. There was actually the thing where it's like, see, they'll think that's like a farm, but like but we know a farm is like an organ farm. That's true. So maybe they're. This is the episode where I honestly could not tell if like they if like the writers had one over me the entire time or if they just like lucked out and made it up as they went along. I mean. I was pretty shocked once. I mean, I wasn't shocked learning what it was in this episode, but I was pretty surprised. Wouldn't we have figured out that What's Her Face had a kidney disease? Right, there was no hint of... We would have. We would have figured that out. When would we have figured that out? When Evelyn's file was looked at by Betty, which... It was just school stuff. But didn't Betty, like, learn, like, her medical history? No, she um, learned she was 27. <laughs> right. Which, again, why didn't they realize that? That's insane. And this girl's clearly 10 years older than them? Yes. Well, she's not clearly 10 years older than them. They, <laughs> they, dress, her, they dress her one way, and she looks younger. And, and, and all a, the teenagers look like they're 25. Right, so it actually kind of worked out. She looks like 18, and everybody else looks 30, so it kind of split the difference. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe she is 27. Is that not okay? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, that's... Harvest House. Anyway, rumor mill? This episode... (laughs) (laughs) So I think this episode is written by Christine Chambers and James DeWill. We've mentioned both of them before. I've watched one and a half episodes of Chambers and I don't think I'm going to finish it. That's wrong. Anyway, let's continue. Chambers. Christine has written three episodes of Riverdale before this and James has written five. This episode is directed by Rob Seidenglanz. Everybody has really cool names. What a last name. Seidenglanz. And this is his fourth episode of, of uh, Riverdale. By the way, He's I... also done five episodes of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and a bunch of other Berlanti and network shows. By the way, guys, um, I'm speaking to the writers and or the directors of this episode. I doubt you listen to this. But if you happen to, or if your friend was like, you were on that show Riverdale, right? My favorite Riverdale podcast, not the Riverdale Register, but my third favorite Riverdale podcast is, uh, it talked about you. If you guys ever want to like come on and like talk to us, that would be cool. We would love to talk to anyone who's worked on the show and like get their input and everything. Cause honestly, like the directing on this show is pretty cool. Yeah. Love, sure. still love the lighting and colors on it. Yeah. If you're a colorist. And you just want to tell us what that's like? Cool. We'll talk to anyone. <laughs> we'll talk to anyone. We're not, like, so outside of this that that would be, like... It's not that it wouldn't be cool, but let's not, like, we're super outside of, like, the possibility of this. Like, we probably have, like, one degree of separation right, away right. from all these people. Oh, it's not, like, a weird thing to think about. Sometimes you're, like, this show that I like... I'm not that, like, there's this many degrees to it. Yeah. And it keeps getting smaller and smaller. Yeah, I was just, um, literally in room with somebody who was on oh my god what was it i can't think of the show but i was like oh yeah like i could just ask them like because like what are you doing with this thing and they wouldn't tell me right but you know i could ask yeah so and that's that's something that's something anyway hey let's go on hey all right so we got three main plot lines this week there's jughead there's Archie and Veronica, and there's Betty. Now, which one do you want to talk about first? Well, you know that I want to finish on the good ones. Then let's start with one you don't want to finish on. I don't even remember what happened with Jughead today. Let's do Jughead, then. Okay. Let's teach 
Caitlin, what happened when Jughead's plot? Yes. So, it starts in the aftermath of prom night. Yeah, so are these people who died, like, people who went to the high school? We don't know. Nobody cares. No one mentions them again. (laughs) We will never hear about these people again. I know that, like, Midge, for example, died in a rather dramatic way. Right. But we did mention her. Yeah, Hal likes to put on a show, but in this case, it was just for his daughter. Yeah. Also, it seems like he was, like, in prison, listening to his Dane Cook CDs. (laughs) Of course. And just being like... I killed like three people. I can do better. I can double that. And so and he, he went out and he did. And good for he, him. Yeah, good for him. Now it's up to seven, right? Seven? I think he killed like three people though, right? At the Plus, yeah, so it's six. Plus like how many people did he kill four. last season? Three? Four? All right, let's go through yeah, this. Midge. Uh, Midge. Uh, Mrs. Teacher who likes to sleep with boys. Mrs. Grundy. How right, dare you? Right, Ms. Grundy. That's her name. Um... Wait, I'm did, actually did he, drawing a blank. Dr. Masters. Right. Dr. Dr. Hynek. Uh, <laughs> Dr. 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 Uh, That's three. Did he? Svensson? No, he didn't really he kill He didn't kill Svensson. Pretty sure Sheriff Keller killed Svensson. The Sugar Man. The Sugar Man. Okay. Sugar Man. I really thought that Sugar Man was going to be a bigger deal than it actually was. Yeah. He yeah. did kind of bring the jingle jangle. I think that actor's on Supergirl now. Yeah. When, when people die in Riverdale, no one really dies. They reincarnate on a different CW show. Yeah, which it's, is cool. It happens I mean, a lot. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> you know, we don't have to be afraid of death. Unless they're on iZombie, then they just come back within the same show. Yes, I love iZombie. iZombie's a great show. There's a, a line in the narration that's really powerful to me. Jughead's like, the black hood, my girlfriend's dad. I know, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you <laughs> I forgot who I was talking to or listening to a podcast about how exposition is, like, a big deal on a lot of these shows, on, like, CW shows. I think that's what it was. I think I was listening to maybe a podcast, and they said that one thing that was always really hard was that they would have to, like, kind of shoehorn in some exposition when they didn't really need to because... You don't hop into, like, an episode of Riverdale. Right. Unless you're the Riverdale Imagine this is my first episode of Riverdale. Right. Like... Oh, his girlfriend's dad. Yeah, exactly. Or his girlfriend, yeah. Oh, like, (laughs) eating the popcorn. Oh, this kid's gonna fight his ex-girlfriend's dad. So crazy. Why are there so many ex-girlfriend's dads on the show? (laughs) Yeah, so I think that might have been... It could have been a funny thing, but it could have also been, like, a... Oh... Just in case you forgot, Hal is Betty's dad. Right. Also, I'm convinced more than ever that they just couldn't get... Uh, he just wasn't available wasn't to run available. around in a mask for... Yeah. Or he, they probably wouldn't put the mask on him if he was available for these episodes. Right. But he clearly wasn't. So it's not someone else underneath the mask. Uh, other than like, it's another actor beneath the yeah. mask. Yeah. But that is really Hal. Allegedly. We'll see. Based on the trailer for next week's episode, it is 100% Hal. Haven't watched it. Mm. Yeah, sorry. There's a shot of him explicitly pulling off the mask. But is it in the same... I hate you. Yeah, fine. I know. It's okay. It's hard to think over things as much as I have to think over things in my life. You know? It's like I just spend so much emotional energy and mental gymnastics on these shows that I have to think of every possible outcome. And if I don't... Things slip under the cracks. Like Jason Blossom being fucking alive. <laughs> okay? Like, I didn't predict that. And, uh, no, actually, I did predict that. And you, you, you wrote me off. <laughs> this is 
my convention. Because it's the silliest thing. But isn't it also kind of brilliant? It undoes an entire season. It may. The it... best season of the show. Season two was not. Oh, no, I see what you're saying. You're right. It's season one. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, Riverdale? Riverdale. Um, so Creepy Dr. Jr. is telling FP and Jughead that Hal cut his own hand off. Now, he already called him pure evil and something <laughs> darker than evil before. So he has to come up with a new thing. And he's like, this is one-handed evil. <laughs> this Not great. Is, it's an evil hand. Uh, has seen Angel? It's like that. He's probably very, very good at his job. Metaphor is not his thing. No. I no. thought I saw the face of evil, but now I saw the... Did you guys know I was on the short list to play Pennywise? <laughs> he totally was. He looks just like Bill Skarsgård. He looks just like Bill Skarsgård. Creepier, but the same. He also kind of looks like the guy who plays uh, the Riddler on Gotham, but I don't think it's him. That guy's just tall, though. That guy is just tall. Yeah. But also, he looks like creepy. He's got smaller eyes, meatier eyes. Every single human being has smaller eyes. Than creepy Dr. Jr. Yes, 100%. So Jughead needs to find the connection between the Black Hood and the Gargoyle King. Uh, Spoiler alert, he won't. He does not. Betty, uh, so Betty tells him about the note she got at the dance. So he begins tracking down students. This is the Jughead I like. He's I love mean. investigation <laughs> mode Jughead. Just sitting. Also, like, this is a side note. Nothing to do with anything. I don't like his jacket this episode. Yeah, Jughead actually. It's like actually, a yellow plaid thing, but like. He's, he's good. pulling everything off. Where do they go shopping? There's something so weird about their house, which just has like a pool table where the dining room table yeah. used to be. Yeah. Like that doesn't just belong on the main floor of a house. Although I had friends who had that. Instead of a dining room table? Like it feels like a pool room shouldn't have that much natural light in it. That's yeah. It it's a weird, no it's a weird stance for me to take, but it's just like, that doesn't belong in that room. Yeah. I, it belongs in basements or like weird side rooms with not a lot of natural light. I guess I agree with that. I don't think this is the hill you should die on. This is it. But I agree with what you're saying. <laughs> my when John's interior decorating mind takes over from yeah. the story mind. Here's some feng shui situation, I think. I'm gonna move soon and I have to figure out how to decorate that room. Yeah, where are you Where's gonna everything gonna go? The pool table. Like, uh, where am I putting my pool table in that bedroom? Light. Will I have room for a bed as well? It's you know, You'll it's sleep hard. on the pool table. <laughs> I'll sleep under the pool table. Throw that Casper mattress on top of that right. pool table. It'll, it'll perfect. I need a hard surface beneath that. I wonder if that actually would be an easy an easy thing to do. I doubt it. No? You're right. Probably wrong. So Jughead goes through like a list of kids until he finally gets to some kid named Louie in the uh, in the student lounge. He's very mean to Louie. Yeah, we'll never see Louie again. Louie might be a dead body in the future, actually. Yeah, because right now he's got a name. Oh no. <laughs> and it's not baby teeth. He's like, they led me to a centaur named Louie. Oh, man. Which is not a class. That is a race. But anyway. Uh, not a hill to die on. <laughs> Let's keep going. I do like the Jughead's just like dropping 20s wherever he goes to get his information. Yeah, like, with the no money. Here's 20 bucks. Um, Imagine. Where do you get this note from? He's like, Ricky. Oh, you know Ricky's name? No, but you do. So that's good enough. Imagine if, um, imagine if you had information that was so not valuable to you that you would give it away for $20, but not give it away for free? Like, in what situation would 
that ever be a thing? I where somebody where you wouldn't tell someone well, unless the they beauty paid is you twenty. Jughead didn't ask him without offering the money. Right. And I wonder if he had tried, the kid would have been like, it was Ricky. <laughs> but like instead, Jughead's like, here's twenty dollars. He's like, oh, sick! It was Ricky. <laughs> I mean, I would have. That's a free twenty. Know. I would have done it anyway. Yeah, I just can't imagine anybody being like, wow. Man, like, if you don't have a drug problem, no information is that unimportant and important at the same time. For all the Gargoyle gang, like, they had to get unwitting accomplices to deliver that note. I'm sure there's a lot of people who would have been, like, in the know who would have been perfectly willing to give that note. I guess the idea is that they didn't want it to come back to them. I don't know. Was Ricky's instructions, I I need you to pass this through five people, (laughs) and then the, the last person gives it to Betty. And let's but just, before they nominate who the queen is. It's a very complex web. Also remember Ricky is like five years old. So <laughs> he is not a he is not a particularly old person. Right, 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 right. Ricky's Ricky's about to start elementary school. He's very excited. <laughs> so uh, Jughead asks Jellybean where Ricky is. I can't believe we still get jelly beans. Jellybean like, start off being like, oh, this, like, cool younger character, like, Gee. now she just, like, she gets a scene for episode. She's a Kevin, you know? She is a Kevin. Do you think that Jellybean is there because they're going to usher in, eventually, a new age of Riverdale? Because think about it, they only have one year left. I've, I haven't been thinking much about it. I feel like that's good rumor mill conversation. Yes, you're right. Well, you want to put a pin in that? Put a pin in it, and let's move on. <laughs> okay. Ricky's Ricky's in the gay woods, uh, preparing <laughs> to ascend. Oh, poor Ricky. <laughs> uh, so Jughead, Jughead makes JB draw a map, and she draws like a cartoony, like Dungeons and Dragons yeah. map. Jughead finds Ricky, destroys his little like like um, true detective structure. Adorable. Uh, like, You're not ascending today. And then a um, bunch of scary Boy Scouts appear. That's adorable. Whole thing cute. Lord of the Flies Boy Scouts with, with with sharpened sticks. Yeah, love it. They remind me of like you know like they're just playing their reindeer games. <laughs> sure. <know>. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jughead has to run for it until he eventually gets into the bunker where Ethel's been. But like, haven't we been hanging out in the bunker for a while? Also, is there a bathroom in the bunker? There has to be, right? I don't. I don't know where would it go. Who's taking care of it? <laughs> like, I mean, Archie was living down there. These so are the real questions. Yeah, but not for long. <laughs> It'd be really funny if he was just climbing out to pee and then like going Coming back. back in. And then be like, I really like, this isn't working. Uh, there's this movie, The Hole, which I think I've mentioned before, where a bunch of kids are in a bunker like that and they get locked in and it's awful. It sounds like a... Good, good, good no, idea, though. No, the movie is enjoyable, but it's awful what happens to these people. Oh, yeah. So anyway, Ethel's in there because she orchestrated the note thing, but she failed him because Betty's still alive. Ethel, that's not your fault. Don't blame yourself, okay? Have confidence. Also, Ethel just fucking hates Betty, <laughs> which I think is great. It's Ethel, like Kevin hates Jughead hated Kevin. I like how Jughead's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. How did we get here? Because last time we saw you, you were being rescued from a mental asylum. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, that was the fake Gargoyle King. And then I found the true Gargoyle King. And uh, I've been I've been hanging out with the, um, Boy the, Scouts? the Boy Scouts for a while. That's very sad. Ethel needs a confidence boost. 
Someone needs to date Ethel, and I don't usually say that's like a good way for people to get confidence. Someone was, and then he died at the start of the Mm -hmm. season. Wasn't he not even dating her, though? Right, his fictional character was dating her fictional character. But were they, like, actually making out? No, probably not, no. Poor Ethel. See, this. she needs a boyfriend. Where's where's Clayton? Where's Chuck Clayton? Uh, I don't don't know. I think he's dead on Black Lightning. He could come back. He could come back. Again, you can get reincarnated back again. Right. It's fine. No one ever dies. No one ever dies. Yeah. Oh, God. Now I'm thinking of that It Chapter 2 trailer. Oh, it looks so good, right? It looks great. Oh, I'm excited. So, Jughead asks her to tell him who the Gargoyle King is, and she's like, I can't. I love him. He's like, he's trying to kill you. And she's like, I love him. It's so hard being a teenage girl. It really is. Like, can we just, like, tell the the Boy Scouts not to kill me? And she's like, oh, yeah, I can do that. Right. I've had that power this whole time. So she does. She tells the, the Lost Boys their quest is complete, and they all just kind of, like, turn into normal people again. They're like, I oh, know. cool, tight. Uh, Jack's over, over in that... You know, that random junkyard with the with the bus. Um, yeah, whatever that is. Trying to grab his knife to stab you. Uh, <laughs> but it was cute. That was cute. The whole thing was cute. Right, right, right. So they go to find Jack in the bus, but as soon as they find him, the black hood appears just like scraping his hook yeah. along metal. Because he... Why? If he's know. really proud of that hook hand. He's like, oh, this is just what I needed. <laughs> now I'm now I'm threatening. This gives me so much credibility. <laughs> this gives me so much more credibility. But like, I'm Everyone not- in the serial killer community. Imagine if you were like, I'm going to cut off my own hand, and I'm going to replace it with something that's almost more annoying than like having no hand at all. Be- you, it's like, no. It's not, it's not a hook that's like just a hook. It's a hook that's It's a pirate hard. hook. But it's like sharp and like yeah, it'll hurt you. Right, right. It's I, not like a hook like for use. Yeah, like in Arrested Development, yeah, Buster Bluth so was the hand. It's all I've been able to think of. I'm a monster. <laughs> oh. But the hook he gets has like little grips on it. Right. And it bends. It's not for killing people, although he hooks things all the time. It's, it like is for holding on to things. I think that's what it started as. Like I think that the hook for hand thing was probably when people had I'm not for this probably not historically accurate. I imagine it was for for use because if you had a hook, yeah, you can you could do stuff. You can grab stuff. You can grab stuff. And then it became you can kill people <laughs> with your hook. Hand. And I feel like there are probably people who uh, are upset about that actually in a lot of ways. Probably. Probably yeah. a lot of people. A lot of people probably <laughs> are. Who, like, need those kinds of things. Yeah, and, they're like, probably... Getting a bad rep. Yeah, totally. It's really fucked up, actually. I mean, it's not Riverdale's fault that this is a common trope, but, like... Yeah, it's kind of sad. I feel bad. The uh, Black Hood decides to give everyone a heads up that he knows they're there by banging the hood of the <laughs> bus really loudly. Just like, ah, Help me. So he runs on the bus, and they're like, oh, we gotta get out the back of the bus, which is apparently really hard to open. And then Jughead gets it open, and they fall out. But then, yeah, he can walk right out the bus after them, so they have to close that door. And then bar it. But guys, there's another door on the bus. <laughs> you can just walk around the bus. <laughs> and he just, like, turns, and like, oh, shit, the other door. So they, right. they go to the front door and bar him in. There's also windows. But there are, like, four different emergency exits on the bus that doesn't solve the situation. Have you ever done a bus safety thing, like, in elementary school? You know there are as many ways to get off of a bus. <laughs> I was always really confused because, like, you know how they have the top emergency exit on the bus? Yeah. I always, And they kept saying it's if the bus flips over. Right. So in my brain, I was upside like... Upside down? Upside down. I was like, well, that's not going to work. <laughs> and I always... I, I still think it doesn't really make a lot of sense, but... 
that's okay. Yeah, I agree, though. Uh, I, here's my theory. Hal has bad knees. You know, he's not going out the window thing. That's going right. to, ah, especially not getting out through I the room. you just assume he has bad knees. He's got bad knees. Come on, look at that guy. Wow. Okay. He had to chase down Chick, and that probably took a lot out of him, you know. So we, Chick is Jason Blossom, right? No, no, Chick's dead. <laughs> Chick is Jason Blossom. Who, I wonder who was performing Jason Blossom for Cheryl. Jason Blossom! That doesn't, I don't, I don't understand. Okay, we're just going to keep going, because I have so many thoughts. <laughs> uh, so, they get away. FP, back of the... Back at the precinct, Ethel's like, oh, what about the Lost Boys? And Ethel's like, I don't know. Someone will watch them. It's fine. I got a, I got a deputy they're, on they're it. Children. I swear, there are other deputies. <laughs> it's not just you. He talks to it's like walkie-talkie that's like not even a real walkie-talkie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the sheriff. <laughs> and yet he's so into his job. It's actually kind of nice. Yeah, listen, I... I really love FP as sheriff. Yeah, it works. It works better than Kev, uh, Sheriff Keller as sheriff. I don't know where he's been, but... Uh, working at the gym that Archie runs? Great. Does Archie I sign would... his checks now? How does Archie have money to do that? You can From own... the gym he owns. That makes no money? That makes no... <laughs> they actually just... Uh, have Veronica invested in it. <laughs> With the money she doesn't have. It's not like Monopoly money. Hiram Lodge just gives Veronica... Riverdale, river bucks, you know? Just, it's the currency of Hiram Land. He just gives her like a suitcase full of them and it's like, it's real money. <laughs> it's useful at places I don't own, I swear. <laughs> Dad, these are all uh, bronze. Yes. Yeah. The color of money. And me. <laughs> so weird. Anyway, I'm too dumb to realize... <laughs> And then uh, FB leaves, and Ethel's like, you deserve, uh, like, a gift or something. And I'm like, are you going to try to kiss him again? No. Now she tells him who the Gargoyle King is. I I wish she did kiss him, though, because that was weird. When he calls Betty, she's got an organ case in hand, and we'll talk about that later. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) she doesn't bring that up on the phone to him. He's Uh, just like, I know who the Gargoyle King is. I'd be like... It's Jason Blossom. That's a very good Jughead impression. Thank you. I've been working on it. Thank you. And she's like, well, uh, like, she takes it really in stride to, like, only one way to find out. I know. (laughs) I was like, no, what? Imagine if you were like, that's not possible. He was shot in the head. Right. Obviously something We watched it happen. Also, we need to know that going into someone's grave and seeing that they are there or not does not mean that they are alive. He could have been cremated and then it's like a closed casket funeral or something. There's so many reasons why it makes no sense to go about it this way. To dig a six foot... Hole in the ground. Ooh, you could with talk to arms. Penelope. Uh, yeah, you could have at least done some like research before you just started digging in a graveyard. Right. Right. Also, I don't think you can unlock a coffin. That it's. Easily. I mean, I'm just like thinking about how difficult that actually is to dig up a grave to dig six feet down. Is it weird that I kind of want and, to like, try for the entire length of of the grave? That's backbreaking work. Yeah. You, Do you mean literally it would break your back? I mean, your your, break, your back would be very sore afterwards. Okay. Because I kind of want to dig a hole now for exercise. Is that weird? It's a little weird. I had, to, I had to do it for some Boy Scout Eagle projects, and it's... It's uh, a lot. It's hard. It's not fun. But I feel like you get really strong building. Have you seen the movie Holes? I, I have seen the movie Holes. I read the book Holes, yeah. too. I mean, 
That's a good... Yeah, I love that book. I read that book in one day. It's a really good adaptation. Yeah, I passed that book between my mom and I all day. I read it in a day, too. Yeah, it's a great book. Yeah. Like, my mom would read, like, two chapters, pass it to me. I would read two chapters, pass it. Isn't that adorable? That's cute. I remember reading that. You were very bored that day, I guess. I was really bored that day. (laughs) Because we could literally wait for the other person to finish the book and then keep going. Pre-internet. So... Chuck digs up the grave, and there's no one inside. Weird. I have so many thoughts. So many. Do you want to get into Archie and Veronica? Yeah, sure. Because it's a big one for us, personally. Because it starts with Hiram formally telling Hermione that he wants to privatize Riverdale and oh, turn it yeah. into Hiram Land. It's amazing. I'm so proud of him. Oh, my for God. For finally accomplishing his goals. He's going to do it, guys. And you know what? In a way, we are going to do it, too. We're all going to do Hiram Land. I like yeah. to think we made that happen. I think so, too. I think Roberto, you know, because he listens to this podcast right, every single every week. time. He was like, oh, that's good. Hiram Land. Roberto, if you do listen to this podcast, I have something to say. Incorporate the word purple in your next tweet this week. <laughs> We're going to be watching... You don't have to tell us if you listen. All you have to do is slyly incorporate the word purple into your tweet. And if you do that, we're going to know that we're on the same page. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure somebody's going to wear a purple dress. I'm sure that Archie's going to be seeing purple about something. That's your safe word. Okay? It's a safe word with us. And we don't have to tell anyone. We're not going to brag about you listening to this podcast. <laughs> We're not going to assume that you're using any of our ideas, despite the obvious Hiram Land plot line. Right, right, right. You'll know. <laughs> and we'll know. No one else will know. And we just, you know, we just go on ships pass in the night. <laughs> yeah. It'll be beautiful. Please. Anyway. So, Veronica hears this. And tells Mary and Archie. And Archie's like, yeah, Ronnie, your dad sucks. <laughs> Line of the night. <laughs> and then she's like, wait, I've committed a lot of crimes this season. At his establishment. Can we use those to get him in trouble? Yeah, but also, my God. I am. How dare <laughs> this show make Veronica's terrible plots work to its advantage at the end here. Don't you tell me you planned this. You did not plan this. Well, This could not have been the purpose of all of her stuff. She could still get in trouble for everything. Right, right. Also, right. Everything. Hiram was unaware of these things. And also, she's still doing the things. Like... She's like underage drinking, gambling. Don't know how these things <laughs> happened, but they're happening. Well, Hiram's name is on the deed. Convenient, but literally makes no fucking sense. It's it's okay. Right, yeah. right. Also, like weird things in this episode. Uh, Hiram is not aware that she knows that he owns it, but they talk later like they're in business together. Sort of, yeah. Um, uh, it's just. This is a lot. Mary uh, introduces her classmate from Sarah Florence. Another ex-girlfriend. Uh, yeah, yeah, another ex-girlfriend, uh, FBI agent Ordelia, to Archie and Veronica. She can just call up these women and they just show up for her in a right, small town. Right, right, yep. That's, like, seemingly hours away from, like, any major city. 
She might be from D.C. We don't know where this FBI is. She might be in Quantico. Right. Which is the place and not just a show. That's where the FBI lives. Very, very good. Yeah, I know actually all this you're doing, stuff. You're doing great. I happen to know this stuff actually rather intimately. I'm <laughs> just like... Fucking around with everybody. Right, right, right. Yeah, because I'm a spy. Yeah, uh, she works with Priyanka Chopra. Um, yes, oh my god. Yeah, She's yeah. a doll. She really is a doll, and I really want to be her friend. You've met her? No, I have never met her. <laughs> but we are friends. She just doesn't know it yet. It's what a normal thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I know. She just gets cooler by the minute, actually. Yeah. It's like once you start dating a donut brother, who's like, they're not cool. But like once you start dating them, you both become cool. I think I do like the Jonas Brothers more now that they're all in a relationship. I know. It's kind of weird, right? But, like, why? I, the thesis statement of Sucker is the weirdest music video because it feels like it's just a music video that's all about, back off, ladies, they're taken. <laughs> yeah. Or the other way around. Back off, men, all these beautiful women. One of which is... Friends. They're ours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's creepy. I, I love it. <laughs> so we turned into the coolest person ever too you see that tweet where it was like the George Brothers get one seat <laughs> oh yeah that was weird like, did Why? they all sit on each other's lap <laughs> that would be hilarious and I would love that so Ordelli is like yeah I, we've been after Hiram for a long time to which I'm like wow we should have also definitely been talking to you a season ago when a fake FBI agent was here talking to Archie because like that would be something can we just talk about how Hiram already was in prison he was in jail it wasn't like he was for like financial crimes right it wasn't that he was never in they treat it like oh we gotta get him yeah we've never gotten him should be really fucking easy I forget how he got out of prison didn't he just like not do it or something like he just like I think it was found innocent or something but he probably like threatened someone into, Mm -hmm. into that anyway like, we need to catch him committing a crime, Veronica. All the bad things you've done, circumstantial. We need to catch him doing a bad thing. And then they kind of don't. But that's they, okay. They they kind of don't. They they have him in right. a box I have, yeah. as a child. I'm just I have a lot of questions about the <laughs> legality of that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, they call it illegal, but what makes it illegal? Gambling? There's a... I don't know. But no, but underage? she calls it an illegal... Is it because Archie's underage? Because his mom's in the audience. So, like, someone signed off on that. There's a ref there. Can you not box for money without being, like, a... Like, I mean, having a gambling professional boxers. License? People get paid to... No, no, I mean, but, like, can you... Do you need, like, a gambling license, like, in your establishment? This is also, like, I don't know the legality of gambling. Yeah, it might just be that we don't specifically know the laws around like, this. Because, because it's not an established gambling, like, This is thing. a show about yeah. gambling, also? I or, like, when it is. Labone Nut isn't, like... <laughs> We're just using that name very casually, I don't Isn't, like, credited as, like, a gambling institution, which I guess is, like, I don't... I don't know. No, I wish I was a lawyer. I wish I... No, I don't. But I wish I knew yeah. stuff about being a lawyer. I wish... Um, about the law. I wish that these legal things meant anything to us, but they can't because a child owns a bar. Right. Right. Well, no, she doesn't. Except she doesn't. Except a child she thought she owns Except a bar. Except she will now. Anyway. So, Veronica comes to Archie with a plan. To which she says, we both have to play our roles perfectly. To which we in the audience say, that's not going to work. No, right. (laughs) And yet it does. 
Archie goes and finds Hiram in the steam room. Now, <laughs> Hiram's talking to a bunch of guys. He's like, listen, we're going to get a roller coaster. I'm talking <laughs> bumper cars. I'm talking that little carnivals game section. Everyone hates that, but we're going to have it anyway. Man, we really need somebody to do a mock-up poster of Hiram Land. <laughs> My favorite thing about this location is that on the wall, it just says boxing gym yes i know <laughs> i saw letters. that on the wall of the steam room right just to establish that we are in the oh. boxing gym steam room there's two boxing gyms in riverdale there's the el royale which is owned by a teenager and there's boxing gym do you think that they have spin classes in like bar or is it only boxing only boxing you can do you think hiram's <laughs> hiram's uh boxing gym is actually an i love kickboxing franchise <laughs> It's going to be. Right. And so once Hiram Land is up and running. Right. It's going to be it. Great. Can we, we have oh, to, I should um, go to Boxing Gym because I don't want my boxing gym to be run by a teenager. Uh, boxing Gym crime happens in the steam room exclusively. <laughs> boxing Gym crime. We have to talk about my favorite line that is coming up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. So <laughs> Archie challenges Hiram to a fight for the fate of Riverdale. Incredible. <laughs> Hiram accepts. Stupid. So stupid. Why would he do that? There's no reason he has to do any of this. Pride. Archie's like, Pride. Yeah, right, because Archie's like, you're not up to it. I hear you've been soft <laughs> since you were shot. <laughs> to which Hiram says, stands up, looks right into Archie's eyes and goes, there's nothing soft about me. Who did this? <laughs> I watched this episode. And then they don't make out? What the hell? I watched this episode and I texted John immediately. And I remember right. I texted... You could not wait to send me this. I texted John like, like, John, I need to tell you something. As it was something like very serious. I'm like, what and happens? It, is, it was very serious. <laughs> Hiram stands up and he says, in a towel. Right. He's naked under this towel. <laughs> There's nothing soft about me. This is on network television. <laughs> he is talking to a child. The music should have queued and up. And no one gives it a second thought. Like, no one's like, what did you say? <laughs> I only feel like extremely uncomfortable. Archie doesn't even, like, make a face. No. Oh, it's hilarious. And I... Someone needed to put that in there on purpose. I refuse to believe that that was a line that someone was like, yeah, that's what a gangster would say. <laughs> I watch Lucifer. Which has like it? It's like oh, they had an orgy off screen just just a minute ago, uh, and Netflix, this do is they actually have an and, orgy. And this is the thirstiest show on television. It's an extremely thirsty show. <laughs> but you know what? That was a scene that I was like, good. They're not even hiding it anymore. <laughs> right, right Stella, your flappy little ears. That you know? that moment made like the Fast and the Furious look homophobic. Yeah, yeah. Is that a gay movie? <laughs> no, but it's incredibly homoerotic. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. Stella, do you want to come back like, here? Paul Auger and Vin Diesel should have kissed maybe three or four times in that they series. They don't kiss. They never kiss. They never they kiss. Never once. So then Veronica's talking to Hiram, and she's like, I don't know if you should do this. He's like, no, I'm going to do this. She's like, fine. People are betting on it and not in your favor. And he's like, what? People are betting on this. Oh, we got to get in on that. There's no downside to us hosting gambling at Le Bone Nut while I fight a child across town in the gym that he owns and I gave to him. <laughs> it's so weird. The whole thing is such a weird plot. And he used to date you. And he used to date you. And anyway, that's my scene. Let's go. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, man. Veronica at, at Pops, like, I need my best con man, and pans across to Reggie, to which Yay! the audience goes, 
He's the best con man you know? I didn't think he was a con man. I thought he was kind of a dopey guy who was in love with you. He's just like, hey, things haven't worked out for us in the past. And she's like, but today it will. And he's like, all right, I'm in. (laughs) Wow, that's a good selling (laughs) point. You've convinced me. Good selling point. Cool. Okay. Thing worth thinking about. When Veronica schemes with Reggie, she always fails. But when she schemes with Archie, she oftentimes comes out on top. It's almost like Reggie's not that smart or good at it. It seems like Reggie is a huge, like, detriment to your your he's schemes. So cute though, I get it. Makes sense. Yes, he's a very he's a very beautiful man. He's so beautiful. I Improbably mean, beautiful? He looks illegally beautiful. Like I he can't looks like it. someone used like the Sims create a character thing to make a perfect human. Yeah, he looks like he should be arrested for being attractive. <laughs> I don't know if they do that. Like, how he dare he have the face and the hair right, and the body. Exactly. If they told me he was really 40, I would believe it. Believe during, it the, uh, during the commercial break, they, they did, like, a thing where it was him and, like, Yara Shahidi talking about their their. The sun movie. is also a star. Right, right, right. The sun's, the sun's up there, too. Uh, yes. And... I'm sure it comes into I, play. And, like, we're pretty sure he is affecting, like, a New York accent. Like, he a Brooklyn is, accent or but something. But at least in that movie, it's set in Brooklyn. <laughs> no, no, but, like, in real life, he doesn't have that. So, like, he's doing it for Riverdale. But, like, Riverdale is not in Brooklyn, we think. Isn't it? I mean, it could be. So, anyway, there's Brooklyn, and then inside of this entire state. Uh, <laughs> very confusing, but it is there. Real New Yorkers know where Riverdale is. Actually, Riverdale is technically in the Bronx, if, uh... If you're really being, like... What Pedantic. If, what if the whole time Charles Malton was like, well, it's Riverdale. Riverdale in the Bronx. And he's like, this is my Bronx accent. Someone was like, dude, that's not where we are. <laughs> There's no city around here. Nobody <laughs> wanted to tell you, but you don't, you're not from the Bronx. You've, you've seen a map of New York, right? <laughs> None of this could be there. There's no train running, through, running by a diner in the middle of the Bronx. Uh, he just... He's just trying his best, you know? He's out there. Just beautiful and dumb. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Reggie. Charles Melton, you seem like a, you seem like a wonderful person. Seem I'd love great. to meet you sometime. <laughs> yeah, no. Seem great. Um, Mary finds Archie sneaking off to go box his ex-girlfriend's dad in the in the <laughs> boxing gym that his ex-girlfriend's dad gave him, but like maybe not. And he's like, you don't have to just like you don't have to know what I'm up to. And she's like, I want in. Like Okay, come on. I need a ride anyway. Yeah. Hiram is dumber this episode than he has ever been. No, I'm saying Mary agrees to go with Archie to oh, the wow, fight. I She's was... like, yeah, beat up your ex-girlfriend's dad. Oh, yeah. No, that made no sense. Sorry, guys. I had a brain fart. So then we get like, you know, it's like the, the intercut thing. At the El Royale, people gather. For some reason, they all look like criminals from like the 30s and the pinstripe suits and the hats. And this episode cigars. could have been called Battle at the El Royale, which I know is not the name of the movie. It's bad Times at the El Royale. I know, but it kind of sounds like it. So, you know. Not Battle at the El Royale, mm. Bad Times at the El Royale. They don't sounds they don't the same. But that's not how the titling thing works. Instead, they go <laughs> for an obscure book/movie. <laughs> Sorry, Betty. That tangentially has to do with the plot they're most excited about. Right, that's true. So, not the boxing gym. So bets flow in at Labone Nut. Uh, Are they watching this on television? Looks very illegal. Here's, yeah, okay. So as the fight starts, Veronica goes to sing for everyone at Labone Nut. Daddy's but strong. everyone at Labone Nut is there to bet on the fight, 
which means they need to either be watching or listening to the fight. The fight. <laughs> you can't just go up there and sing a song during the fight when they're like, okay, but I'm betting on the fight. This is my favorite track off of Beyonce's Lemonade. Guys, please, no. Oh. But... At the same time, then we couldn't get a really cool intercut that shows off. I understand. I under, I get it. I get why they did it. I just logistically. Yeah, I mean, let's just say this is not the only. You're not going to be getting a lot of more sports bets at Labone Nut. Right. Maybe. Or is everybody there just to hear the teenagers sing? Are they just like, oh, there's betting happening too? I was just here to watch this teenager in a backless gown sing to me <laughs> about her daddy issues. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That song is weirdly appropriate for the moment. I love the fight, by the way. Like, oh, I know I, we've been complaining about the boxing fights any, recently, but I think Mark Consuelos sells it in a way that, I, that no one else has because he looks like a freaking madman fighting Archie. This is what I wanted when I was like, Hira backed into a corner, like, like kind of desperate. Like, he looks crazed as he's beating Archie up. And I think he brings a better physical performance out of KJ Appa. Do you think, though, that this Hiram takedown thing is at all earned? No, no, not even a little bit. Okay, because it feels like... Like, like, like it feels like they lucked into, oh, wait, Veronica's committed all these crimes. And if we just say Hiram owned that place, then they're Hiram's crimes and we can take him down. But, like, Hiram also hasn't been a threat for half of the season. Yeah. Veronica was just pissed that he secretly lied to her. Yeah. Yeah, that's straight up what she says later. It's like, well, I was mad because you didn't sell me this one thing. <laughs> yeah, I think Veronica's a bad person. That feels like something you should lawyer up about. Yeah, definitely. And also, Veronica's a bad person. Veronica's a gangster. That's what Veronica is. Veronica, it's not that she is a bad person, like, at her soul, like, it's not like I think she's going to go around killing people, but she is a bad person. Like, yeah. she's not a good person. Yeah, I get that. She is not a good person, and yeah. I don't know why. You don't have to keep it. saying it. I, I'm, I'm with you. I know, but I just don't know why the show keeps insisting that Veronica is, like, a heroic figure. Because if if this was, like, any other show, she would be, like, a like an anti-hero at the very least. Right, 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 and right. it's upsetting. Right. Bad person. So Archie drops his boxing gloves, and um, so does Hiram to go bare knuckle, which is a bad idea. Can yeah. you legally do that in an illegal boxing game for uh, a teenager? Well, it seems like Hiram bought off the ref. So. Right. Yeah. But why would you want to do that? To Would it inflict more pain upon the other person? In theory, yeah, but also you're going to break your hand. Right. Okay, I was like, and no, why are you doing this again You to can me? draw blood with a boxing glove on. You so, can? Yeah. Well, yeah. Fighters do it all the time. So, like, it's wasteful and dumb, and they're, they're going to hurt themselves. But, but also, like, it looks cooler. So, it like it, it's like, oh, now this isn't like every boxing fight we watched before, because now they're bare-knuckled. They're in more danger, quote-unquote. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you could be in more danger. You could scratch people, maybe. You have the flexibility <laughs> yes, to, like... you can scratch people. <laughs> That's the difference. I'm just gonna get him with his nails. <laughs> I guess your bones in your hand are. <laughs> you should have seen the gesture that John just made. It's like me. Ow. Yeah, rawr. <laughs> so I guess that's not why they right. do it. Is that wrong? That's that's not why. No, you'll notice they keep their hands closed the entire time. To because it's just because I guess in their head, boxing gloves is like. It's like a sock and bopper. You know, that's more fun than a pillow fight. Sock and bopper. More fun than 
a pillow fight. Right, but Mama. if you uh, <laughs> put your hands inside, get ready to have a boppin' Hold on, time. hold on, hold on. Forget everything. Should we get some sock and boppers? I would love that, but I don't know if they're available anymore. What? But they're more fun than a pillow fight. More fun than a pillow fight. And bare knuckle boxing is arguably less fun than a pillow fight. <laughs> Depends who you're fighting. And that's the difference. Yes. Yes. So, uh, Hiram's winning. He headbutts Archie, all that stuff. Right? That's what I have. Yeah. Then the FBI arrive at Lobonut, which is funny because Agent Rodelia is like, what's going on here? Veronica's like, oh, it's just an illegal uh, illegal gambling for a fight that my father's having against a child at this, at this <laughs> boxing gym across town. Should I not have told you that? Oops. Like, I thought, great moment. Not fully earned. Great moment. Yeah, this is the kind of stuff that I that I this is when I like Veronica is when she's like smart is mm, and she comes off as smart in this moment. She always comes off as smart. She's very well spoken. That's true. Even when she's dumb, she sells it as intelligent. Yeah. If you get the last word, you're the smartest person. Right. 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 As long as I say the last thing and then walk out of the room, I've won the conversation. Exactly. That's how I live my life. (laughs) (laughs) And that is how I live. I can't leave because I haven't thought of the thing I have to say. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so, Hiram's like about to kill Archie in the ring. As one does. When Veronica gets there and she's like, stop. And he's like, well, I won. And then Archie's like, no, you lost. And then the FBI come in. Or FP uh, comes in and arrests Hiram. None of this makes any sense. But that's fine. It's fine. I just think of all the things that Hiram did, this is the thing that would definitely have the most plot holes in terms of getting him like locked up forever. They make Hiram very dumb in this episode. He is very dumb. He's not usually like this dumb, but he's incredibly impulsive this episode. Is it because he's like sealed the deal on Hiram land and now is like, I have nothing to lose. Well, that's the thing. He hasn't even done that yet. Also, like what? So if he owns he the has, town, who cares? He has no reason... To, like, imagine you're a middle-aged crime lord. Ooh, okay. With the body of an action figure. Yeah, this is not how I'd be spending my time. And you're about to own a town. That doesn't seem very profitable. And then your daughter's ex-boyfriend catches you in the steam room (laughs) and is like, fight you for it. (laughs) I don't care how much this kid insults how hard I am. (laughs) No, I don't need to. I have nothing to prove to you, Archie. I mean, you could take the SAT. (laughs) But you're gonna beat me up and save the town. You have not even had your senior prom yet. Like, I get it. He's like, I beat you in wrestling. I can beat you here too. But you don't have to beat him. You've won. You did it. I'm also pretty sure that, like, if a teenage boy fights a middle aged person, like, they might win because they're a teenager and they don't have the years of, like, their body falling apart underneath them. Right. Not saying that Hiram's body is falling apart, but he's an older man. He might have some health issues. I don't know. There's, I mean, they're, right. Because, like, great, but arguably, if you told a doctor there's nothing soft about me, they'd be like, well, that's <laughs> that's <laughs> bad because uh, some part <laughs> your organs should be soft. <laughs> like, your tongue isn't soft. <laughs> <laughs> my brain is rock hard well it shouldn't be <laughs> we have to get an MRA right now uh, oh Hiram sweet 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 Hiram so like Hiram you, you walked into it this time around yeah it's so sweet arguably like I kind of wish he'd won 
because and it, they're probably like like I know this is what I thought was going to happen at the end of last season and this season, but like Hiram running the town could be like fun if you're doing like a dystopian kind of plot. But doesn't he also just run the town now? Like I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about the town anymore. Who owns towns? Like, are, do you own? A They're town? publicly treated land. <laughs> I don't really get it. I just don't get it. Also, you, like, I think you you can privatize towns though, because like you can companies maybe. that build towns around their factories technically own those towns. Town? Okay. So like, it's a it's a thing, and like when you incorporate the town, isn't that when it becomes a city? Maybe. It was on Veronica Mars. Right, that's what I'm, I'm trying to flashback to Veronica Mars. I just remember that plot being like, I know that the characters I like feel one way, and the characters I don't like feel another way. And the only case, the only thing that meant anything with that was like, huh, her Keith could be sheriff, like or, right. or chief of police, like right, 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 right. But it was still bad. So like, I think this is a thing where you could incorporate a town. It's just silly. It is silly. Yeah. Yeah. Hiram's a silly man. And now he's not the best boy in Riverdale anymore. <laughs> no. So Veronica like <laughs> finds him. It finds him behind bars, and she's like, "I won." And he's like, "I haven't drank water in days, <laughs> so that I look this good without a shirt on." Oh. Someone get me a sandwich. <laughs> I have nothing to live for. I might as eat carbs again. Mary checks on on Archie. She's like, "Hey, you still like Veronica, right?" And he's like, "I think so. I don't know. It's been weird." <laughs> I just broke up with my with my last girlfriend, so like, yeah, I should probably start dating someone new as soon as but possible. But also old, so. Uh, she's like, well, I think you two are Avengers Endgame. Now, let now me, playing in theaters. I have a big problem with this. My mom never wanted me to date anyone that was remotely problematic. Like, oh, you wouldn't want to date him. You got a C in math. You don't want to be with somebody who has a C in math. Mary, Mary, literally is like. Oh, you should get back together with the girl who owned the bar where a bunch of illegal activity was clearly happening. Right, right. Made you fight her father. That, that girl whose dad almost killed you yesterday. You should. Def- that's the one for you. <laughs> that was, that's an insane thing. To I say. want you to marry that girl. <laughs> I want. I want to be a part of that fucked up family dynamic. <laughs> I want to. I want to call Hiram like, like <laughs> family. <laughs> Wouldn't you, even if you thought Veronica was like the nicest, best, coolest girl in the world, especially because she's known them forever, like she's known the Lodge family forever, Uh wouldn't you be like, you know, Archie, Josie's going to go to New York. You should go to New York. You should go to New York. You should really get out of this town. We should move. We should move. We should go to Chicago. You should come with me. My girlfriend is great. You're going to love her. (laughs) By the way, you still never let me introduce my girlfriend to you as my girlfriend. I'm a little offended. You've been so involved. You've met two of them now, by the way. (laughs) Very confusing for me. Archie cares nothing about his mother's personal life. It's sad. Very, very unfortunate. I don't... Yeah, my parents... The one time I dated in high school, they were very supportive of it. Of the mob like, boss daughter, though? The, the the girl I dated who was a mob boss's daughter? Right, no? Yeah, no, they didn't love that one. Right, uh, okay, cool. The nerdy girl was the one they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's dating. At least he's dating somebody. At least he's dating somebody. But, like, here's the thing. But, like, Archie gets around. So, Archie like, used to date he'll be teacher. fine. Do you think that Mary was like, oh, yeah, he did date that teacher. At least it's not that. Does Mary know about that? I hoped Fred would mention it. 
But maybe not because she seems very open about maybe she doesn't think Archie gets girls. I, I feel like she should be like, maybe dating should be off the table for the rest of high school. Yes. You don't make good In decisions. college, when no one's trying to murder you. <laughs> Hopefully. You're going to do so great. <laughs> yeah. There's no way any normal parent would encourage anyone to date Veronica Lodge. Well, Archie goes to try to tell Veronica that he loves her. And then Reggie's there. Oh. He's like... I asked her if she wanted to see Avengers Endgame with me forever, and she said yes. Actually, she's like, you know, and then he... She's like, that. that is that is what I said. I I did say that I liked him, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, why would she do that? That was dumb. Because we're getting the love triangle, baby! I mean, somebody was complaining about love triangles on Twitter, and I was like, but that, that's the only reason I live. Like, What? We, Who doesn't like a love triangle? What is one of your favorite love triangles? Like, what's your, Ooh. like, this is how a love triangle should work? That's a really hard question. I think, I don't know if it's like, this is how a love triangle should work, but I really enjoyed the One Tree Hill love triangle because it kind of felt like either of them had a good reason to be with the other person. So it was like Lucas, Peyton, um, and Brooke. And like, at first you were like, oh, Peyton and Lucas, but then like Brooke and Lucas like became a thing and they became like, oh, like I get it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think that one really worked out well because it kind of had strong relationships on both sides. Um, And I wasn't entirely sure who he was going to pick at the end or who was going to pick him. What about you? We just, I mean... Jane We're the at the end of Jane the Virgin, which yeah. is like, holy God, they've really, like, I, I'm team Michael, but I'm very confused now. I'm team Michael. <laughs> uh, like, Michael won, and then he's gone, and then now he's back, and I, I'm not fully caught up on the final season. My sister is like, My Michael emotions had are his very <laughs> confused. Uh, but like, no, Michael's better. But like, you know, they both offered different things. Yeah. Uh, uh, Raphael was like, like new and excitement. And, then, uh, Michael was like safe and, and, and like familiar. Reggie and Archie don't offer different things. Craziest Girlfriend's another great one. It's like quadrangle, but yes. there's three men that all offer, uh, Ray, uh Rebecca yeah. different things. In that one, though, I feel like Greg and Nathaniel were the only people that I was like, if she belong- if she was with either of these people, it would be fine. It would have been pretty pretty bad if she had like wound up with Josh. Yes, that would have negated everything. That would have, that would have been, that wouldn't have been great. But I but I love that that was still a possibility near the end. Yeah, that it's like that like they both evolved to a point where they could come back together. And a part of my brain is like, oh, it would probably work out this time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I have. Honestly, at the end, I was like, why isn't she just with Nathaniel? Well, I mean, they leave that door open. No, they leave Greg open. Right, sorry. Nathan- they leave Greg. They, Nathaniel's a little bit possible, too. I guess. I they mean, even the kind of kind of suggest that Josh could still be on the table if you really want to work for it, but then he has to break up with his new girlfriend. Yeah, no. I mean, it's... Mm, the point is she chooses herself. What I'm saying here is that Reggie and Archie offer Veronica the same exact thing. Yeah. They are not different people. They are the same person they're, with minor aesthetic differences. They're not even like... Also, Reggie's dumber than Archie. One is not if that's possible. hotter than the other. They're just different types of hot. Right. They're I hot in different ways. I don't know who is hotter. Mm. I, don't, I think they're both equally as hot. 
I need to see. I I feel like I need to see uh, the sun is also a star. To to like because then when you're, you, I need to see who they're acting, how they act outside of Riverdale mode. Right. If you're asking me who I would rather date, Archie or Reggie, I would mm-hmm. rather date Archie. You think so? Yes, because Reggie is. Reggie was a drug dealer. No, Reggie is a wild card, and I don't like that. Archie is also kind of a wild card, but like at least he has a good heart. Also, like Archie comes with his friends, which is bad. Yeah. Who does Reggie hang out with? Josie Veronica and Josie. Who Josie left? There. Yeah. Chuck Clayton was he friends with him? I mean, they're on the team together, the football team. Yeah, I could never date a Reggie. Like he, I, he's super hot and is nice sometimes, but so like I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. Like, how, what would we talk about? <laughs> right. Right. Archie, at least we'd go to the gym or something. I don't know. I guess Reggie, we'd also go to the gym. I don't know. Does he? I don't know. Or is he just like he looks like that? Maybe he just looks like that, in which case... Great for you. Damn. Fuck. Wow. Okay. So let's get into Betty's plot. Let's do it. Let's live the dream. So basically, it's an Oregon farm. Edgar, Alice, and Polly have a meeting with Betty. And he's like, hey, tell tell her. And they're like, you have the serial killer gene. (laughs) You're a serial killer. Dad doesn't have the serial killer gene. Just you. Yeah, this was a weird choice. But Edgar can heal you. By taking out your kidney. Too early for that, but that's too, what... Too soon. Yeah. Let's get you hypnotized. I loved this whole thing. So Edgar has this, like, the... What are the, what are they called when it's the, the I know the metal balls, balls that, like, knock into click, each click, other. Click, yeah. click, yeah. The clicking balls. The clicking balls. He's got some clicking balls. It's definitely called something, and like once we hear the name, we're gonna be like, "Oh, right, it is that." He lights a candle. He whispers sweet nothings to her. Next thing you know, Betty's sitting in a tunnel talking to Dark Betty. Dark Betty does not have the wig on, which is your first sign it's not really Dark Betty. Yeah, because Polly doesn't know about uh, all of Betty's BDSM kinks. Right, 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 right. The Dark Betty wig, which is definitely intended to be Polly's hair, but then Polly was blonde after all, and now we're stuck in the weird situation (laughs) where Dark Betty has dark hair, and no one knows why. Where did that wig come from? I feel like I've lost track. No, that's exactly the problem. Why did they do that? Like, why not just make Polly, like, kind of a cool goth chick? Uh, I don't know. Of all the things this show has done. I know. I just think that that would be... It is weird that that's a sticking point that we keep coming back to. Yeah, like, why wasn't Polly different? Because Polly was gone. Yeah. Uh, Maybe they wanted her to be, like, a cautionary tale for Betty? Like, oh, this could be you. Remember how Polly was on Once Upon a Time? No! (laughs) I do. She was great on that show. forgot who she dated. Red Riding Hood? I love that show. Dark Betty tells Betty... About some extra evil things she did that she didn't know about. You drowned our cat Caramel. <laughs> that was, that's not funny, but I was like, what? Did she? Maybe. I was like, I didn't do that. Yes, you did. You also pushed Polly down the stairs. My, my thing was... Uh, and I'm like, good. She deserves it. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you. I, but he was like, no, Caramel ran away. Like, I yeah. didn't kill Caramel. You killed Caramel. <laughs> so Guess what, Betty? You're not the real Betty. I'm the real Elizabeth Cooper. You're an illusion. I like this. Going back to the dark. Yeah. And then when Betty, like, comes to, she's like, I have a pain in my head. And he's like, good. (laughs) 
your pain's manifested. Now you can work on it to exercise that. So do you take ibuprofen? Like, I don't... It's very weird. Yeah. Here, have an Advil. Here, cool. Now you're cured. Honestly, so, that, yeah, that worked. So Betty, like, calls, calls Jughead and tells him what happened. He's like, so he's hypnotizing you, right? And she's like, yeah, probably. Yeah. So what are you going to do about it? Ah! And she peels some wax off her candle. Oh, I just realized what that was. I knew that she was putting something in her ear. Yeah, it's so it's literally from Get Out. Well, he used cotton. Yeah, but Get Out. Yeah, the same yeah, 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 yeah. She got out of the sunken sunken place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that wasn't the first movie to use like ear earplugs, but to what earplugs? Although to... I guess yeah, no, it is very. It's yeah. pretty much the same. I'm gonna shut up. So Betty sits with her friends for lunch. So nice that she knows so many people here at the farm. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people from Riverdale High School who, do they live there? But they go to school at Riverdale? I'm confused. Is it a weekend? We don't know. So Fangs uh, is in, quote unquote, pain. Ugh. Uh, According to everybody, uh, Fangs just had like a minor procedure because Edgar does a thing where he turns your emotional pain into physical pain and then uses a procedure to take it out of you. And Tony's procedure is coming up. And... Makes no sense. Betty's like, uh, what? <laughs> and lifts up Kevin's shirt and sees a giant scar along his side. Yes. I say this makes no sense, but I did write a script that's very similar to this. <laughs> and she's like, Kevin, that's massive surgery. And he's like, bye, okay? You're being such a detractor right now. And gets up and leaves with fangs. It is not hard. It's not easy to remove someone's kidney. And also, there's so much stuff that you had to do when you remove an organ like that. Like, I, I, obviously, it's not logical. If it was this easy to remove kidneys, we should all just have one kidney. The amount of trauma that this storyline is going to leave on Kevin that we're never going to explore <laughs> is monumental. I want the Kevin spinoff when he becomes a serial Kevin killer. Kevin had an organ stolen from him. Yeah. And we are, I, I don't think we're ever going to talk about it. No. But like, it's not like he's going to miss his kidney. Guys, I think Kevin might be a tool. A tool? Not like character wise, but like of the, of the creators of the show. Oh, like he's He'll, just there? He's just, he can be thrown in anywhere they want. Yeah. Just like he's, he's useful. He is a tool. He completes a purpose and then he's gone. He's a chameleon. He is not a character. To be fair, I don't throw out my tools after I use them. Well, I guess you don't throw okay, them out. Okay, he's put back in the toolbox. Right, he goes into the... Yes. Yeah. For use another day. Right. Yeah, no, Kevin... And that's not fair to a series regular. Yeah, Kevin doesn't get a lot of character development. No. And then he's just always either angry at Betty or her best friend. Right. Your best friend, Kevin. Are you my best friend right now? When was the last time we talked? I thought Veronica was my best friend. I chose Veronica over you. Ugh. Anyway, Kevin and Veronica were friends. Yeah. Remember when Veronica uh, hung out with people outside of Le Bon Nut? I get it. That they were like, she's a businesswoman, but like... If you had a secret bar, though, wouldn't you kind of want to spend time there? I guess. It's just weird that she set up... That they made a set that's a secret bar as a gathering place for everybody, and it's always empty except for her and Reggie. Well, she's singing there. So right. No one the, wants to come see Because the character on the show who sang is now left the show. So go sing elsewhere. Which means the singer is now Veronica. They broke up the Pussycats and then Josie left the show. Ugh, R.I.P. So that's a huge bummer. 
Polly is wearing an outfit that has time traveled straight from the 70s. When she's uh, with yeah, Betty. She's like, hey, remember now. that time I forgave you for pushing me down the stairs? And she walks away and Betty's like, yeah, I didn't push you down the stairs. <laughs> Betty's like, I'm really, I don't fuck you. So in her next session, Betty puts the wax in her ears and isn't hypnotized, but is just kind of like led to a side room. Yeah, no, it's great. When she talks to dark Betty, who's just Polly wearing her clothes. So I guess the idea is that the power of suggestion. Right. Right. You're hypnotized. And then there's a performer acting out whoever you're supposed to be talking to. So this makes sense. There's got to be levels within the cult. Where, like, you start out believing this, but then, like, as you get higher up, you're eventually, you're performing for other people's psychosis. So, Polly is a fucking evil nightmare. Yeah, Polly's full-on evil. Yeah. I'm thrilled, actually. It, I, I'm thrilled. It's a it's a better place for her character to be. Yeah. Yeah. Than weird 70s hippie farm cult member. Evil 70s hippie farm cult member. Well, that's what she is Probably... Now. Also in a relationship with Edgar? Unclear. Man's Feels that girl, way, though. But, like, the lead one. So, yeah, it makes you wonder who was acting as Jason for Cheryl and who was acting as oh, I have Charles theories. for Alice. And I'm sure we'll talk about that in the rumor mill. Yes, now. totally. I have so many theories. But let's get going. Betty tells her friends that Edgar's hypnotizing them. And they're like, yeah, hypnotherapy. Duh. It's a thing. <laughs> Betty. What did she say? God. It is. Like, you don't have any proof. Get out of here. She's like, okay, I'll, I'll get proof. And that's when she finds, she goes back and finds Evelyn hooked up to the dialysis machine. And everything starts coming together. It's an organ farm, you guys. How did we Evelyn had kidney failure. She got a new kidney. Now she's on dialysis with anti-rejection meds. Where'd the kidney come from? Hey, that's where Kevin's scar was. Then Betty finds a room, a refrigerated room, full of organs. It's an organ farm. How did we not guess How this? How did we guess this? Here's my question about Evelyn. She got a new kidney from Kevin? No, no. Before, it before, just... Before, right? How did we Kevin also lost a kidney? Right. So I guess Evelyn... Evelyn's like, I was unwell. So Evelyn's got a kidney transplant. She got a new kidney from somewhere. For a second, I was like, how many organs is Evelyn running through? <laughs> new lungs. These are Tony's lungs. This is Kevin's kidney. Guys, what if the Gargoyle King is just a sentient pile of organs? What if he's not? You just pull it off and it's just, oh, it's just organs. <laughs> That's disgusting. I wish. So <laughs> Jason Blossom's head. <laughs> Betty, Betty comes to Cheryl's like, have I got an organ for you? And like shows it. Uh, and then immediately Cheryl like snaps out of it. And she's like, Tony, they're going to steal Tony's organs. She was really good at this and immediately being like scared for Tony. I was like, cool. Yes. Cheryl cares about someone other than herself. A part of me wishes we had picked up the thread from last week where she was a little bit disillusioned with the farm. Well, I think to, like, it does kind of work. I just, yeah, but earlier she's like, get out of here, Betty. We all believe this stuff full and full. And I wish yeah. she had been a bit more like, hold on, guys. This place is a little bit weird. Or like, specifically, I don't like this place as much anymore. Yeah. Because they didn't let me be prom queen. Because they didn't queen. let me be prom queen. They let me talk to my dead brother, but I still want to be prom queen. Right, so Cheryl runs to save Tony and like pushes some nurses. And Tony's like, but he's going to take my pain. And Cheryl's like... No, he's not. He's going to take an organ. Tony's like, I immediately believe you and yeah. gets out of bed with her. Yeah. Now, if that's not true love, many other things are. Many other things that you don't have so to do. So many other things. I know exactly what else is. Yeah. Nah. 
Anyway, um, Betty finds Kevin and Fangs just just playing some hacky sack yeah, in no. their room. See, just, that's why they like the farm. Just sacking around. They're having a good time. Yeah, they have fun. And she's like, boo, organ farm. And they're like, you're being a detractor again. I have a question. Does Kevin's dad not know where he is? Does Great he question. care at all that his son is living no, in a No, he farm? has new sons. They all, they all box. They all box. He doesn't even notice. Remember when Tom Keller loved Kevin? Yeah. Uh, Vaguely. Did he love Kevin or did he just not care that Kevin was gay? I was very supportive of Kevin being gay. Yeah. Did, was that the only thing that he cared about? He was right. like, I'm going to be the cool dad. I don't care where care. you live. I don't care what kind of cult you join. <laughs> I just care that you're dating somebody. <laughs> right. That's important to me because I'm the cool dad. They uh, they grab Betty. She needs them in the balls. They they grab her. They, they take her down. Cheryl and Tony, it looks like they're running for the gay tunnel. <laughs> and it's locked. That could be wrong. I, I, I think it's... That's how they met. Well, anyway. They, yeah, they met. That's how they That's when they love. kiss, yeah. They, then, they, then they go to a window, which for some reason only Tony goes out of, even though they could both fit and both have plenty of time. You know what's weird? Just the thought that I had. Cheryl was very willing to go back to the farm, despite the farm being the Sisters of Quiet Mercy... Where she was in prison. Yes, yes, yes. Um, exactly. Yeah. It is It is funny to consider that Tony's like, I need to run out of here when like a couple episodes ago, Betty escaped with a brisk walk. <laughs> <laughs> brisk walk. Anyway, Cheryl fights a bunch of orderlies and uh, they catch her, but Tony escapes. Betty wakes up in the operating theater. Did the ner- did the nuns have the operating theater too? What's a theater? Operating theater. It's like a operating room, but like people can sit around and watch. Oh. Isn't or I guess it's not an operating theater. Then it's just an operating room. I didn't know that was a term, but that's interesting. Yeah, creepy. It's like in the Nick. Oh yeah, that's a show. Mm-hmm. Or like in that episode of Seinfeld where they the Mentos gets inside that one guy. I don't know this show. Seinfeld. What's Seinfeld? I'm kidding. I know what it is. I just haven't watched much of it. I would, I would actively walk <laughs> off this podcast. She doesn't even know what Seinfeld is. How can I do this? Oh my god. She doesn't have the base knowledge. I don't like that Betty's like, Chughead and FP are going to come for me. Because I wish it was a bit more like, I'm going to kill you. Right, yeah. But also, like, you, I think that's the idea of, like, if you're ever kidnapped, you're supposed to basically, you know, say that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to just be like, and I will kill you. But like, I kind of want her to kill him. I do too. I mean, she can kill them, but you're supposed to be like, and also the police are on their way. They'll be here in two minutes, so you better go. And they put her under, and that's the end of the episode. Why wouldn't you just get rid of all of the organs and be like, Betty, you're crazy. You're crazy. Why would you think we're an organ farm? That's crazy. That's what I would do. Gaslighter. Because Caitlin, she's holding one in her hand. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's fine. I'd be like, Betty, you're imagining it. See, I would be a good cult leader. Betty, you're imagining it. I'm holding one right here in your head. In your that's brain. That's my... Uh, Nothing is there. It's, um, it's just a hunk of ham. I do think it's funny. She's like, Cheryl, look at this organ. And Cheryl's like, ew, oh my God. When Cheryl was the one who put a Pixar in Josie's locker. To be fair. Last season. Like she's... Human organ. Not that it Handled... Matters. Like, physically, physically put her hands on an, on an organ. Oh, I moved it around. But I held a brain before, and that... I would still be grossed out. In a museum. <laughs> it was a museum. It was a bodies exhibit. You've never held a brain? 
the way John's looking at me, you guys, it's so full of confusion and I don't even know what emotion. And I don't want to be looked at that way again. <laughs> I stand corrected, apparently. Yeah. If you hold a brain in your life, you'll still be grossed out if you see an organ <laughs> in an organ case yeah. with ice, which might be bad for organs. Have you ever seen One Tree Hill? You know who has Edgar Evernever? You know the dog? The dog the that dog eats the organ? eating the organ, yeah. It's, Isn't it a heart? <laughs> the dog that eats the guy's heart? And it's in, a, it's in like a, an ice chest or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is how they transfer organs. Like, there's no other way. Isn't it like cooling packets and not like straight up ice, though? Oh, I don't know. Probably. I, I imagine. I feel like that'd be better for him. Yeah, water on, mm. on an organ is probably not great. Right. I mean, yeah. It's we have weird. a lot of water in us, though. It's weird to think about, like, a heart can pump and stuff on its own, right? Can but, it? <laughs> probably not, actually. But when I said that, I realized, no. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Cool. <laughs> I imagine it, like, pumping in the and I realized <laughs> it's the blood. The heart, that's like in a comedy. If it gets zapped with electricity, it'll just start beating. Yeah. No, I guess it's not right. Yeah, no. You know. I don't think that's real. Anyway. So, let's get into some superlatives. Wait, are we done? Yeah, we're done. That's, wow. the, the, that's the end of the episode. Prom King? Archie? Yeah, I guess. Sure. I Look, I'm trying to be nicer to him, okay? Yeah, Archie wins. Archiekins. Prom queen, Betty. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, she's trying. Jughead also could be runner-up for prom, prom For prom king. queen? Prom queen. Prom king. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, who are we throwing under the bus? Polly. Kevin. Kevin? Yeah. He's, yeah, but Polly. Honestly, Kevin, I'm done with your bull, all right? They gave you a boyfriend. That's it. They, You're like, I'm going to sign away everything I've ever known because they're going to get me a boyfriend. I, he's really cute, though. Yeah, I know, but you could have gotten fangs on your own. You gotta believe in yourself. Yeah, but also Polly gaslit her own sister. Yes, that's pretty bad too. And told her that she kills animals. But I want Polly to be like a legit villain. By the way, did you- Don't, don't redeem Polly. Don't do it. That serial killer gene that they were talking about, it's real. I know, it's in one of my pop culture connections. Oh, sweet. Okay, let's talk about it then. Okay. Um, So the serial killer gene, M-A-O-A, it's- Kind of pseudoscience, but the idea is that this thing breaks down uh, serotonin, uh, epinephrine, what is it, norepinephrine, and dopamine, which are neurotransmitters in your brain that regulate mood, emotion, sleep, and appetite. And that, combined with like trauma in your past, could make you a violent person. It does not mean you're a serial killer. Right, yeah. It's also called the warrior gene, and it's debatable how how much that actually has to do with, like, the kind of person you become. Yeah, that seems like a pseudoscience. It just means, like, things will be a bit more difficult. Right. Some things. More prone towards maybe yeah. erratic behavior. But I'm sure if you go to therapy, you're fine. The problem is Betty lives in Riverdale. Right. So, honestly, if this was real. This would be the prime condition for yeah. I thought they'd said that her dad had it, but uh, upon rewatch, she doesn't have it. No, wouldn't it have made more sense if they were like, oh, Hal had it and you had it. Because apparently this thing is passed down from men. Right. And Uh, also, like, why wouldn't you just say, like, just like how your dad's a serial killer? Why? Now, do you think they're they're lying? I know that's I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, The other thing I have is, like, Daddy Lessons, yeah, the song sung by Veronica is from Lemonade, the Beyonce album. Woo. 
And then the Lost Boys, who uh, they call all the Boy Scouts in the Woods, are obviously based off of Peter Pan. Yeah. So, let's get into the rumor mill. Okay. So I think that Jason Blossom and the farm have been connected this whole time. Explain. So, Polly and Jason... Before the reason we have the farm is because Polly and Jason were going to go live on the farm in season one. Mm-hmm. I think that Jason Blossom and the Gargoyle King are connected to the farm and have been for like a long time. Or at least I don't know if the Gargoyle King part is super connected. I haven't quite figured that out yet, but I do have a theory. Okay, so I think that Jason Blossom has been a part of the farm forever and was. This is like an OG thing. And that's how he got connected to the farm. He got connected to the farm because he was connected to the farm. <laughs> that's right. what you said. Right. So, I, okay. So here, here's the thing. I think that Jason Blossom is the person Cheryl was seeing in the room. He's, I think he's alive. Or I think someone who looks a lot like Jason Blossom is alive and it's his twin. Or I think that the twin was the one who died. I think Jason Blossom... Cheryl's his twin. Cheryl, they'd be triplets. They're triplets. Remember Why would they I hide said one? This so long ago? Why would they hide a third kid? Because he has a serial killer gene. Anyway, I don't know. That's not important. I think that the farm and Jason Blossom have been connected the whole time, and that the Gargoyle King is a part of all hey, of it. Hey, back up. Yeah. You're skipping one major huge thing. And what is that? How is Jason alive? How is Jason alive? Okay, you want to know? Yeah. Okay, I think that there's a twin. And I think that the person who Clifford Blossom shot and was kidnapped by the people, um, I think that was his identical twin. I think that he was going to go meet up with the identical twin. At some point, they switched places. He died in the river. The rest is history. Anything that's way more complex than it a hundred percent needs to be. But what do you think? He's just alive. I think he looked. Really if he's bad. alive, <laughs> they. It's a doctored video, just like Cheryl said a couple episodes ago. Oh, it's possible, yes. And then they killed Clifford Blossom to make sure, like, no one could reveal that that didn't happen. And then there might have been, and this is the part where it really starts to fall apart. It's like, I guess a decoy body had to be produced and maybe surgically altered to look like Jason, which, like, the farm has a surgery suite, so, like, maybe it's possible Huge stretch, but not by Riverdale logic. Um, the other thing is, it's. I think that's. I think that's a bit better than like. Evil twin. There was a secret person the whole time who's dead now, and you never knew them. <laughs> but also, isn't it possible that the? I mean, the blossoms all have all those twins. That it's. Possible. They had twins, Cheryl and Jason. <laughs> twins, done. Anyway, listen to me. So I think that there's another possibility that's stupider, but also poss- about your decoy body. Maybe it's not a person. Maybe it's, like, a, a dummy. Like, the body that was found in Sweetwater River was, like, a Stranger Things version of Jason. Okay. Is that insane? Yes. How did uh, Creepy Doctor Sr., why would he, like... Lie? Yeah. Money? Somebody paid him off? Who's money? Polly? Who has money? Polly? Anyone? Polly doesn't have money. I don't know. Here's the thing. You're, you're operating by rules of, like, you're a police officer. I don't, like... I, I have issues with the Swiss because it does undo... I agree. Season one. I agree. The best season. I like this twist because it's the last thing I saw coming, even to- if you totally. did guess it earlier. Well, I did. I it's did. Yes. way too insane. 
and it still probably isn't true. I'm still hoping it's not true yeah, in the, in the I finale next week. Well, when I guessed it, I Honestly, didn't think it was real. <laughs> I kind of hope they just... A part of me doesn't want to know who the Gargoyle King is. No, fuck you. Fuck you, John. Take it back. I swear to God, if we don't find out who the Gargoyle King is. It just kind of disappears. You know, no, 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 no. The Gargoyle King kind of lost power as a villain when he stopped being the game thing and started just being like, I want a gang. Right. I agree. But but I also think there are multiple Gargoyle Kings. There have been multiple Gargoyle Kings. One was a statue in a room. (laughs) Wait, I have a question. Because we haven't really talked about this part. We, what do you think, wait, what was my, oh, who was a gargoyle king in like 1980 or 1990 or whatever? Great question. A pile of organs. Okay. <laughs> and your second choice. Someone. Cliff Blossom. That's Maybe, but like, why? You know, it's a whole I lot of, my reason. why? My reason is, well, think He's about sad because he was left out. He wanted to play G&G with everyone else. That was They're being it. very rude. Did not invite him. My th- theory is, think about it. Jason Blossom played Cliff Blossom in the flashbacks, right? That's what spells Sugarhead, yes. That was why your ears flapped. Jason yeah. Blossom, Trevor Steins played Cliff Blossom. Right. I think Cliff Blossom is a gargoyle king. I think that the point was to get Penelope and Blossom like, in his clutches. And now Jason is following him in his dead dad's footsteps. Bonkers theory, Stilton Doily. And Dadton Doily. Dadton Doily? Yeah. They're going to be like, oh my God, Harold Doily, or whatever. You're not dead? Daryl Doily. No. Like, they're both, quote unquote, dead. Right. So they're like off the board. But like, Dylan could have been like, I'm going to do such cool shit, but like, I have to fake my death first. That would be insane. I really hope that if they're going to bring somebody back from the dead, it's somebody who's worth it. And Jason would be. I don't love that he didn't really die if he really didn't die, but at least I'm like, wow, that's a crazy twist that I right. really didn't And then see maybe coming. he'll finally speak. He'll be like, I'm the gargoyle king. <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried like, voice. <laughs> I want to hear Trevor Stein's voice more than I want to hear anything else in this world right now. Could I find that on the internet? Yes. But will I? No, I want to hear it. I want to be. My name's Jason Blossom, and I'm the gargoyle king. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, John, this has been a very long episode. Um, oh, I was gonna. Yeah, you don't have any, anything else? Any real stuff? Honestly, no. Let's just like watch the episode and like see what happens. It feels like I'm. Sh- I'm like, oh, the finale snuck up on me. But like, this has been a very long season. It's been an extremely. I'm kind of grateful for the finale. I'm gonna. I'm gonna enjoy our time off. Yeah, I mean, we can still hang out, right? You. No. No. Okay. <laughs> John you think I, I'm moving right to like a few blocks away from you and to hang out with you? Well, you are missing my birthday. I'm not saying that your friend's wedding was a strategic move on your part, but <laughs> it just seems like it was, so it's fine. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're talking Guys, about. Guys, my birthday is June 23rd. John's not going to be here. He's not even going to be here for the birthday party. I can't. <laughs> it's so mean. You want me to FaceTime you? Yeah. From the wedding? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now you have to do it. Okay. It's fine. All right. It's great. Hey, what are you uh, looking forward to right now? Um, I feel like looking for... Maybe we should change this and be like, what are you excited what, about? Yeah. What are you What are you excited about right now? Because like, there's some things that I've already like 
seen. Because you've already seen everything because you get screeners of Veronica Mars. I know. Wow. Way to just throw me under the bus. I was watching it before you got here, and then I quickly X'd out. Just kidding. I did do that. that yeah, what happen. do you mean just kidding? I... I saw the pause screen. I know. I didn't want to make you upset because I don't share my screeners. Um, that's because I'm just a good person. I, um, I, I'm really excited about a show that's actually just dropped. It is called The Society. It is on Netflix. It is excellent. It is excellent. And it's actually funny because, like, I spent the last week binging it for work. Um, so I did see it early. But... I went to the Detective Pikachu party uh, a couple of days ago. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I went to the Detective Pikachu party, and Catherine Newton, who's in the movie, was there. And she was taking pictures with all the people in front of this big wall of Pikachus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did not get a picture with Catherine Newton. And I was very upset. She's the coolest person. She's so good in the society, which is like Lord of the Flies if it was in Connecticut. She's the blonde girl, right? Lord, in my mind, the society is like if my hometown, like, was the society. Like, became Lord of the Flies. But, like, okay. not as bad as I think it would go. Okay. Like, so that was cool to think about. I was like, yeah, all these people really suck. Like, there was a guy who I was like, that's Harry. Like, I know exactly Harry is one of the characters on the show. It was kind of like... Like, popular, cool, good at stuff, but, like, very much, like, in his own privilege. And, like, we like him, but, like, what is he without all the things that he has? We don't know. Um, And I was like, oh, yeah, that's insert person's name here that I can't say on the podcast just in case. Um, But, yeah. I love it. I think you guys should all watch it. Also watch Chambers. What are you watching? Okay, so first, I'm very excited about Detective Pikachu. Okay, it's so good. I can't even tell you. I loved it. I loved it so much. <laughs> uh, I'll see it this weekend. Yeah, see it this weekend because there's a twist. I'll try. Oh, okay. <laughs> there is a twist. I'm not I'm you. very excited about Cloak and Dagger right now. Yeah. They've been doing something really... Like, this show is really good at doing big stuff on a small budget. There's a villain who has, like, the power to, like, influence people, but they don't, like, show him using, like, mind magic or anything. Isn't that just, like, Jessica Jones? Similar. Not quite. So how it works is he's, he, he, like, in maybe some mind space or, like, interdimensional space. Anyway, there's a record store. Uh And people who he's meet or, like, made contact with, they have a section. They have records that that show, like, different memories or emotional states. Like a record, like a CD? Yeah, like music. And he puts it on a record player and starts playing. And then the show starts playing a song. You know, like a licensed song of some kind. And like that plays over the scene. And then you and then you have like that person like becoming overcome with the emotional state that the record represents. Huh. Which is like really cool. And it's like basic editing stuff, you know? This shot next to that shot infers a meaning. The music, the music has these effects on people. They never straight up tell you that's how it's working, but you kind of figure it out from watching. I think that's really Really what cool. if it's like a ridiculous song though? Like what if it hasn't like, been? They got pretty Dang good choice in music. Or <laughs> like, it's a Dane Cook album, and it's just like, <laughs> I want to kill everyone. <laughs> that was a good callback. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's uh, that's another thing I'm really excited about. Super fun, John. Anyway, John, what are you looking forward to? <laughs> where can are, they find? Are we you? serious? <laughs> where are we going to find? Find me on. Um, Twitter at John Padden, and you can find me on the blog, The Catcher in the Rye, 
ask me how um how rye is spelled anyway you can find me on twitter at riley <laughs> that's r-e-i-l-y tweets uh do you find my dog still on instagram at stella the mystery pup wow I don't know what that was. It's not what a the dog. hell was that? <laughs> that's supposed to be like a dog. Well, I'm going to try to get some, I guess, uh, CBK cauliflower pizza on the way home. It's going to be nice. Looking forward to that, John? Because you didn't answer what you're looking forward to. I told you. Anyway. I was excited about Detective Pikachu and Cloak and Dagger. And cauliflower pizza. Anyway, over and out, River Vixens. <laughs>